So you know how every year for Christmas there's like one gift that all the parents are supposed to get for their kids? Of course, Tickle Me Elmo, um, Cabbage Patch Kids. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, kids now are more sophisticated, so these tend to be like electronics and right. much more expensive things that we never get our kids things like that. So fortunately, we've opted out of the whole thing and our kids never get the thing that everybody's supposed to have. Yeah, they don't get the Nintendo Switch. They get no. the cheap Amazon version of something that resembles <laughs> something that the Amazon Switch might do. Right, so our kids never have to worry about getting the thing that everyone has. So lucky them. But this year, the thing that everyone was supposed to get Nintendo for their Switch. Kids. Did I say Nintendo? You did Amazon. say Nintendo okay. Switch. I'm sorry. Um, the thing that everyone was supposed to get their kids was, especially for girls our daughter's age, was the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Not the hockey trophy, which is what I thought everybody was talking about for a long time because I'm totally oblivious. But somebody recently in the last few months actually told us, mentioned to us Stanley Cups, I think in the context of the, a Starbucks conversation. Yeah. And we were like, oh, Stanley Cups? Like We hadn't even heard of it because we're profoundly uncool, so we didn't know what right. it was. But this is a brand that's been around a long time. The cups are like super rugged and you know they've been sort of a, is, it, is it made from the stanley tool company i don't think it's from the stanley tool company i think it's its own brand for the better part of a, this is from a cnbc article about this for the better part of the past 110 years stanley was doing just fine the drinkware manufacturer had made a p place for itself in the knapsacks of outdoorsmen and lunch boxes of blue collar workers with its bottles and thermoses that kept food and drinks hot or cold for hours on end so this was like a camping brand. Yes, almost. okay, we talked about this. Right, we did briefly yeah. talk about it. But what I didn't realize is that this brand went from $70 million a year in sales in 2019 to $750 million wow. in sales this year because chicks decided that they love this this tumbler, the Stanley Quencher, this like the, handled stainless steel mug with a silicone outside. They're huge, right? They're huge. They're like Yeah, they're like mm -hmm. awkwardly huge yeah and people proportion. do brand they do a branded one with starbucks they do a ton of these um you can't possibly fill that thing with coffee well so here's one of the things that i want to get to so it, i think people drink everything out, uh, out of it it's called the quencher and it's marketed as for hydration so it is marketed as mm -hmm. being for water and this is something that i think is really interesting there's as many of you may know we had to delet our house because one of our children had lead exposure so an account that I follow on social media is Lead Safe Mama, who sometimes annoys me because she's like super, super absurdly thorough about testing for heavy metals and things. But she does a really good job. She uses an actual XRF instrument and measures consumer products for lead in the components, which has been fascinating to me, largely because one thing I didn't realize is how many items have lead in them that you wouldn't think have lead in them, including like a ton of dishware and stuff. And they're allowed to do it because they're not marketed as being for children, which is one of the only things that like has an actual you know, basis for uh, how much lead you can have in it. You know, it would be good they to can, know, it would be good of me to have known this. So anyway, so but you can have a lot of lead in dishes um, as long as they test for not leaching the lead when they're, quote, used as expected. So the company will kind of like simulate some wear and tear on them. And if not much lead comes off into the food of it, then they'll say like, this is, you know, meets standards for not leaching lead into your food. Gotcha. So, but 
used as expected is an interesting word because a lot of times people hang on to dishes for like decades and they're the paints like chipped off them or yes, I'm looking at one your um one that or people use them with like highly acidic <clears throat> things like I look at your lemon squeezer that you have that's yellow and yeah. it has paint on it that's like literally chipping off the lemon squeezer yeah. which you know could totally have heavy metals in it anyway she <laughs> did <laughs> Thank you for telling me this too. Well. I just found this out. Anyway, so this is like one of my. I don't agree with everything. Let's say Mama says you should buy or not buy. I'm just like commenting. It's been interesting to me how much stuff does contain really high levels of heavy metal, even stuff that's marketed as being like really safe. So anyway, so she like Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. So she's tested. It? Yeah, I get it. Okay. She's tested some um, Stanley Cup products which has been interesting they are actually fairly safe as far as stainless steel drinkware goes um it does have there's a a ceiling dot in the bottom of it that is mostly covered when you're using the thing but if the cover comes off the ceiling dot on the bottom that ceiling dot is full of lead which she says she has also tested the hydro flask version of the same cup and it does not have lead in the ceiling dot okay just interesting information hydro flasks Hydroflasks, which has been totally, that was cool like a few years ago. We just got caught up with Hydroflasks, but that's not cool anymore. Now it's the Stanley Quencher. Anyway, so, but what I thought was even more interesting that I learned from this was reading her article about it. She tests for all the heavy metals, not just that, but she also talks about how they're saying that this cup is safe when used as expected. And she thinks that this marketing where they market it as being like the quencher and for hydration, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, is deliberate because it is not safe to drink hot or acidic beverages, which coffee is both out of stainless steel on a regular basis because stainless steel contains a large amount of nickel and oh, yeah. nickel builds up in your system. But you're essentially like drinking the nickel okay. out of the stainless steel out of any stainless steel drinkware that's not specific to stanley but this was interesting to me because i know a lot of people who drink coffee out of uh stainless steel and including all the people that take their stanley cups to starbucks and i don't think people think of it that way so that's your safety tip of the day from shattuck is that don't drink and don't put like lemons in your water that you're drinking out of your stanley cup either wow is that and and that's hydro that's any so i used plastic bottles from the store poland spring yeah, I mean, issues with that as well, but I, I would stick with glass, I think, is the absolute safest thing to drink out of, or, you know, um, in terms of coffee, like ceramics. Oh, a lot of those have heavy metals, too. You got to buy tested ones. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, just happy thoughts that I have during my life is about all the heavy metal exposure I'm getting from my drinkware. Um, that's why I drink out of a Dunkin' Donuts cup, honey. There you go. Um so anyway, that's... let's move along to the okay. uh, price wars, Alice. Mm-hmm. Carry for car for carry for. Um, uh, uh, let me just play the audio. Carrefour told French customers it will no longer sell PepsiCo products, including Pepsi, Lay's crisps, and Seven Up. The retail giant said from Thursday, shelves with PepsiCo brands will contain a note. They'll read, we are no longer selling this brand due to unacceptable price increases. Edith is a shopper at Carrefour. It doesn't surprise me at all. I think there will be lots of products left on the shelves because things have become too expensive and they are all things we can avoid buying. All the sodas we can do without easily. 
They are not unavoidable, nor necessities. It's just for a taste, in fact. Grocery retailers in a number of countries have announced... The Carrefour, which I guess is just a grocery place in France, is uh, very dimly lit. I do not like the Carrefour. <laughs> this whole story is such a like European over the past attitude. Year, citing price rises. Pricing negotiations have grown more tense between retailers and consumer goods firms due to inflation. Carrefour has been one of the most active retailers to challenge big consumer products and food companies over the matter. Last year, it started a shrinkflation campaign of sticking warnings on products that have shrunk in size Ooh, but cost more. A Carrefour spokesperson said its new signs would only be put up in the group's French stores. PepsiCo did not respond to a request for comment. The US company said in October it planned modest price hikes this year as demand held up despite rises. I do like that. The Pepsi boards don't say anything. <laughs> don't talk to Reuters. This whole story is like so European to me. They're like, well, the company raised its prices. We're simply not going to offer them anymore. And the customers are like, that's good. We didn't want that choice we anyway. We anyway. can do we without. Shouldn't, we shouldn't have been drinking this. It was just for the taste anyway. Like, we should move on yeah, to no another crisp. For the taste. <laughs> like, if you don't want to buy it, you don't have to buy it. It's so fascinating <clears throat> to me, the European minds, that they're just like, we'll just. We're not going to have it now. Well, I'm looking at the Doritos, which are going to be discontinued. It's <laughs> like, that is a tough one, because there's no international equal to the Dorito, I don't think. There's no equal. There's no domestic alternative to the Dorito. That's the Dorito true. stands alone. And by the way, the, the Dorito stateside is not very inexpensive. No, they're expensive as heck. If the bags aren't mark, marked down, the big bags are like 5 or $6. Yes. They're crazy expensive. Uh, you know, unless they're on some sort of sale, it's they're they're ridiculous. But yeah, but that's because there's no alternative to the to the Dorito, really. Which I don't understand. Why is there not a similar nacho cheese flavored corn chip from any other brand? Is it that hard to replicate? It's got to be that hard to replicate. Maybe it's you'd have to be, you'd have to, to you'd be a patent violating if you did too many things that made it too much like it. No way, no way. There can't be a patent on Dorito flavor. I mean, that's why all it's these places guard their recipes so jealously. Is that because there's really like in food as in fashion, there's really not a strong copyright law the way there is for other things it's to prevent people flavor, from copying. It's a, it's a, I don't think so. I mean, for a while, for a very short time, a few years ago, Market Basket was offering in their store brand corn chips a seasoned corn chip. Do you remember this? It was called like lightly seasoned. Oh, was that their Dorito? It wasn't quite a Dorito. It was less, it was lightly seasoned. It was not as heavily coated in flavor dust as the Dorito was, but, I, you know, it, it was a great chip and it was like salty and had flavor and was and was really good. And then they went away and I don't know what happened to them. Someday we'll get like a Market Basket executive on the show so and I'll ask them what happened to the lightly seasoned Market Basket brand corn chips because those were great and I want them to Can come Can you back. imagine their comm squad? What exactly <laughs> is the uh, rotten section, Burn Barrel <laughs> Podcast? We'd like to clarify a few things. <laughs> so- <laughs> no, it's not Burn Barrel Podcast. Sorry about that. All you can eat pod. Good cross promotion though. Thank Good you. Pr- cross promotion though. But yeah, I don't. I do not understand why everything else has competitors except the Dorito in the grocery store. That's like the only item in the grocery store that there's like only one of. Well, I mean, it seems to me if you look at the chips, they have been innovation has been key. In the late seventies, my dad loved Wise potato chips. 
you know, wise mm-hmm. potato chips, right? Yep. Blue bag, whatever. The owl, um, yep. and they were a greasy potato chip. Then in the 90s revolutionary so revolutionized when the ruffle came out. That's what I was in about to say. 80s, you were a ruffles family when the, I was a kid. That, that was unbelievable that you could have that. Ruffles, the, the little waves in them. Mm-hmm. And then um, that was uh, subsumed by the Cape Cod potato chip, which ticked me and my brother Kettle off. Kettle cooked. Right. Me and, my, me and my brother didn't like those very much because they didn't taste like much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Still, you you look for uh, – Cape Cod chips gets you because <clears> – and Doritos does this too – because there's different grade of chip in there. Sometimes you'll get one that's flat and barely uh, – Barely, uh, you know, enjoyable. And then you'll get one that's curled over on itself 18 times and it's like fresh grease on it, which is wonderful. And same thing with Doritos. Sometimes a Dorito will hit you in such a way that there's no better thing that's on your tongue in your lifetime than that. But so then <clears throat> Cape Cod comes in. Meanwhile, for kids, it used to be Cheetos. And we didn't have Doritos here until the 80s. Uh, no, 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 not Cheetos. Fritos. Fritos. Remember, do you know Fritos? Oh, yeah, of course. Right. Fritos were the thing when I was late 70s, early 80s. And then Doritos came in. And for kids, Doritos kind of ruled the roost for a long time. Maybe Cool Ranch, Doritos after. But so, like, the different variety, it doesn't seem like the chips duplicate each other all that much. With the exception of kind of like um, Utz potato chips where there's a barbecue and... uh, Sour cream and onion. Exactly. Salt and vinegar. That's a newer flavor, too. Salt and vinegar. That didn't exist until recent years, I feel. I think it has existed for quite a while. I think it's salt and vinegar chips have been around for a long time. I don't know. I feel it's newer than barbecue and and uh, but it, sour cream. But and it onions. would make sense for them to be around for a long time too, because the English fish and chips is a chip with vinegar on it. I mean, yeah, you but put their the, version of a chip is a French fry. French fry, right? I get it, but still, I mean, so. But I mean, <laughs> I guess my point is, yeah, like everybody has a salt and or a salt and vinegar and a barbecue and a sour cream and onion potato chip a lot of brands now have a kettle cooked version of their potato chip or they'll have a wavy version of their potato chip certainly at a market basket if you go through the market basket brand chips there's like a corn chip there's a popcorn there's a cheesy popcorn yeah there's different shapes of corn chip there you're a fan of the yellow rounds Absolutely, the I best believe. backbone of any corn chip. Um, and then there's, you know, a sort of like pirate's booty little puffed corn thing. There's, mm. you know, they have kettle cooked chips. They have regular potato chips. They have a ruffled potato chip. They have all the different things. But I And they have like a cheesy popcorn. There, but why isn't there a Dorito? And no other brand makes a Dorito equivalent. It just makes no sense to me. I mean, like we've talked about, there's little Debbie, there's like... Hostess snack cakes and Drake snack cakes, like they they compete with each other and they're they have like similar products. Yeah, There's but they no can't I, not identical. You can't not make identical. an identical not Dorito. Totally identical, but you could have something that was like in the wheelhouse, and there <clears throat> just isn't anything. Well, but also like there's nothing. Well, actually, there is a takeoff on the Pringle, but then again, the Pringle is not a potato chip. Mm-mm. But there is a takeoff. Like Lay's has something that comes in a a, a, a tennis ball tube too. Yeah. So anyway, so but also, uh, um, like there's also like one-offs, like the Muncho, which is a great chip. I think it's great chip, but that's all, that's all, um, <clears throat> that's all um, texture mostly. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I think we had Munchos one time, and you thought they were lacking. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. A, I would never go out of my way. 
you know. Okay, Alice, you ready for this? Yes. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Sorry. We both have COVID. What brand of potato chips are the most eaten in the United States? <coughs> um, I'm going to guess Lay's. You are correct. Lay's is a number of consumers per year, 163.9 million. Well, I'm surprised. Lay's Classic. Then Lay's Wavy. Really? That Which mm-hmm. is a ruffle. Yeah. Then Ruffles. Mm-hmm. That is a loser <laughs> trip. I, this is not. This is disappointing. Then Pringles. Pringles. But the should Lay's be no- Wavy is a wider <coughs> ruffle than a ruffle. Okay, but then then Pringles. The a Pringle is a better experience than any chip. Probably. I don't think they should even count those under potato chips. I get honest. it, and and technically you're right because they're poured in. Okay, uh, and then kettle kettle brand. Then mm-hmm. Lay's baked. Where the frig is the Dorito? And where's Cape Cod? Then Cape Cod, then Utz, get the frig out of here. Then Wise, then Hairs, H-E-R-R apostrophe S. Are they not including um, then, Doritos uh, in this list? I guess not because I don't see one. Then, J- then Jays, I guess these are just potato chips. And I yeah. guess to tor- that goes to tortilla chips. Yeah. <clears throat> then Crunchers, then Store Brands. Oh, that is an unacceptable list. <laughs> Which reminds me, that I, I, I do like the pickle flavored Lay's ones too. Uh, I like interesting flavors of chip. Uh, Best selling chip. When I used to go to Serbia, they used to have chips that were flavored like ketchup, which were delightful. Oh, I loved them. I mean, you like trash uh, foods. You like like cheese balls. Oh my gosh, I love cheese balls. The huge container of them. It's amazing. It's amazing. Speaking of things they don't have in Europe. Oh, and I don't know if I sent it to us. I meant to, but I might have forgotten. Can you look in our chat and see if I sent us the video of the uh, foreign girls? Maybe they were British or something in an American Target. That's one of the things they were impressed by. It was the container of cheese balls. But they were essentially complaining that everything came in huge packages and wasn't small enough for their European tastes. But yeah, we're the land of plenty. But that's one of the things they were blown away by was a huge container of cheese balls, which was like one of my favorite things as a kid. Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm gonna look it up. I'm just looking. We might not have I'm it. looking at I these tortillas, <coughs> tortilla chips, and for this one rating, mm-hmm. tastingtable.com. Yeah. They ruled Doritos number two. Number one is Mi Nina for tortilla chips, which I, you've seen. They're they're good. They're good. It's a good one, but. Uh, what are we doing? Well, there is an anti-Dorito movement afoot. Okay, let me see. I don't know if I can find it anymore. But anyway, yeah, it was these British girls in a Target and they were, <coughs> oh, I found it. Uh, and they couldn't, um, they were just blown away by a lot of the stuff, including the sizes of the things and the huge container of cheese balls. I just resent it to us. Um, but yeah. Okay, it, ready? Okay. I feel like we've watched this. Have we watched this? I definitely watched it. I don't know if you did. We did not know. The cheese balls are in Mikey's house. <laughs> no, Tommy. I want a refrigerated one. Almond milk. Wait, look at that iced tea. Look at the iced tea, Mia. <gasps> is it le- it's lemon now? Mia, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. What are they? <gasps> I've always wanted to try oh these. Do you know what they'll have? 
I'm sick of it. Why? Tell me why. I can't get a small pack of anything. I can't get it of anything. I want a, a small pack of mint Oreos. And I can't. I can only get a family size pack. I don't want to spend $5.29 on a family. Uh, we love her. It's been a month since this was taken. These ladies are now over 300 pounds. <laughs> Welcome to America. Yes, the mint Oreos only come in family size, but that's <laughs> yes. because that's the serving size, technically. You gotta work through them. <laughs> gotta work through them. Al Shadda can tell you how to work through them. TGI Friday's closing all over the place. That sucks. TGI Friday's was a great place. Very sad. A great place. I actually, I heard a bartender who'd come over to, from TGI Friday's to, what was that place in Newbury Street? Somebody just mentioned uh, the bar that closed. Newbury Street Hockey Bar. Newbury Street Hockey Bar. That is... It was, uh, dang it. Anyway, it's been, you guys know it if you know it. It was in Newbury Street of Clothes. It was owned by some of the Bruins at one time. I was in that bar in the 90s one time, and I heard a bartender talking about it. He had come over from Fridays. <clears throat> and he was talking about <clears throat> the difference between Fridays and where he was now. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, he was saying, he literally was talking about Flair. This is before the movie. Uh, talking about oh, Flair. Wow. He was talking to somebody else. Said, yeah, if you come over from Fridays, uh, there's a whole culture over there that you got to get into. And you either get in line or you fall out and you are not Friday's material. And he was talking about it like as a proud graduate. <laughs> He's like, from here, like we'll all go out and hang out together. From there, no way. Line cooks are not going to hang out with uh, bartenders who will not hang out with servers. Hostesses will not hang out. You have to earn it. You have to earn to be able to... He I'm was... going to guess that in recent years, probably the corporate structure of the Friday's staff has deteriorated. I would say so. But it was also, like, even at that time, I was like, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, what a loser. <laughs> Are you really telling war stories about your days across the street of Newbury Street, like, at a, at a Friday's? That said, I loved Fridays. I enjoyed a lot of good times there. I enjoyed the bar. You and I would have been at the bar at Fridays. As a oh, yeah. yeah. Upstairs. Something funny happened there. What happened up there? I don't remember. We were upstairs at the bar at Fridays. We might have been on some Which kind of- one was this? On Newbury Street. We were? Yeah. Or was it Joe's American Bar and Girl? I don't, I don't know. We were, but we were upstairs. So remember know. we went on that date in, at the at the old Ritz like five years ago? <clears throat> I may have been overserved on that date. Uh Yes. Yes. Very occasionally it happens when me and Alice go on a date. Um, but um, but I love that comfort food stuff. I think it's great. I think that those kind of places, Fridays, Joe's American Bar and Grill, a lot of those places like American Fast Bar and Grill. Fast casual, that is called. Right. <clears throat> a lot of them do the comfort food. Wonderful and consistent. I think it's a I think it's a bad, bad news that it's folding. I don't like that. I hope places like Uno's don't fold. Mm-hmm. Like Uno's also, there's a place for Uno's. There's a place for Uno's. First of all, most Uno's, at least around here, are really elegant. I used to go to the Uno's in um, Brighton. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the way these places should rebrand themselves to move forward is something that I saw Pizza Hut doing. Did you see these tweets about Pizza Hut? They're creating a new sort of spinoff restaurant called Pizza Hut Classic. 
Oh, where they have all like Tiffany style looking lamps that say Pizza Hut on them and like red and white tablecloths. So they're rebranding themselves as like a nostalgia piece where you can go to like the old Pizza Hut. And like, I think that's what places like this have to do. I feel like somebody is calling me a boomer. (laughs) But yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but that 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 Uno's that because millennials and Gen Uno's it's on Com Ave and Harvard Ave or that used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. It was also very kind of opulent inside, mm-hmm. and like you could watch a Patriots game there and get a big tall beer. It was it was great, and I worry that the overhead for these places has just been just been brutalized by like inflation, like we've been talking about. Right, but I think you have to rebrand as like a nostalgia thing because Gen X and millennials are like super nostalgic and into their own life experiences so i think it's brilliant to try and remarket it not as something like new and cool because you can't make something be cool if it's not cool but you can do like a nostalgia thing our daughter is all excited to go to the friends cafe that we talked about on this show that's i don't like, i don't want she doesn't get to go she doesn't stand, she doesn't get to get a how you do in blend she does not get to get she does not get to use and slur a great american uh, institution <clears throat> that was pivotal in my own life. She gets to go pretend and culturally appropriate mm-hmm. my nineties. Um, well, that's experience. the way that these places are going to do well. Is they're going to have to. My be culture like is not her costume. The nineties restaurant and like it'll be like a. Oh, uh-huh. it'll be a mismatch <laughs> of everything that happened in the nineties, yeah. which just is not right. <laughs> but we do that. We we like whore out every decade. It's like in the eighties, you know, like mm-hmm. neon and high hair was really at a different time than mullets, but everything is just thrown into one now, mm-hmm. and in in people just like just go laugh. with it. Go, right. And I hate everybody who does it, and I probably did it too. But yeah, I uh, I miss, and I hope that we get some of these restaurants and cafes back because I don't want. I love them; they're great. Where so much has changed, and, and I'm. And I understand there are cool places now, and there's a lot of good stuff. I don't want to sound too crotchety and, and old. There's a lot of good stuff, a lot of great food happening now. I mm-hmm. would like there to be some tripe re-mainstreamed, but yeah. unfortunately it's not. But inflation is killing everything. We've got another story. Price of Big Macs could go to 15 bucks thanks to minimum wage hikes. It's depressing. It's yeah, depressing. it is depressing. Um, okay, I have something to run by you. You know how sometimes you get invited to a party and you get asked to bring something to the party? Yes. Um, I saw this postulated on Twitter that if you're going to a party and you get asked to bring a dish, that you should bring a gallon jug of milk and a bunch of cereal. And they said everyone will act like you're crazy, but by the end of the night, everyone will be eating cereal. I completely and totally agree. I can to- I totally, completely and totally agree. Now, it's a little contrived to be like that guy, the extra clever guy, party trick guy. That's and any- I also think it depends depends on the type of party not all parties will devolve into eating cereal but certainly a lot of our friends would go for the cereal end of the night yeah um i think it's interesting (laughs) and i think they would do it remember i used to bring when we used to have parties with our friends next door in melrose i used to bring like octopus Mm -hmm. and like there's a certain personality everybody always ate it because it was fun and it was just something to do and and, Mm -hmm. and, like interesting clever um I, I want to hate this idea, but I don't. I think it's a kind of clever idea. I would not put it in front of the Tom Shattuck Trojan horse idea, which is the order of pizza that everybody will find disgusting. Oh, yeah. To the house. Mm-hmm. Some people will know what I'm doing and stick it to me, but we did order. I did order that jalapeno and anchovy pizza. Yeah, a bunch of people thought it was great. It sucks. But that's the other thing. You never know. People will try new things at a party. 
And once word got out that I was trying to monopolize the pizza for myself, <laughs> people were happy to stick it. Poor uh, Tom Shattuck. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly I thought it was creative and interesting. I also saw somebody complaining. Did you see this post about um, about fried rice in Boston? I am I am blocked by that person. I can't read that person's posts. Oh. I'm blocked by Arby's Stan account, I believe. Okay. I sent- no, no, I'm not. But I'm not allowed to look at the... Okay. Anyway, so um, so this person posted some fried rice they got at a Boston restaurant and said that they've been served this as Boston rice, and it's like white and looks different. Now, I'm told by people in the oh, comments that, um, that this is like more authentic fried rice. That mm. it's like a different type of fried rice, and that it's it's called Yangju fried rice. Interesting. And um, that this is like a more authentic thing, and maybe that's why this person is getting it in Boston because I could totally see Boston as being a place where there's like more authentic Chinese restaurants than than usual. I've sure. never been served. I've ordered an enormous amount of Chinese food, not necessarily in Boston, but certainly in the Boston area. I've never been served Chinese food that looks like that. Um, I don't know about you, but I have not, but I don't think so. Um, maybe she's ordering it to upscale of Chinese restaurants, honestly, if that's like a more authentic thing. Maybe, maybe I've seen something like that. I don't know, but it's essentially pork fried rice without soy sauce or. Yeah, it doesn't look fried. It's not brown. Right. Yeah. No, it's uh, all the pork fried rice is pretty damn wonderful. <clears throat> um, yeah, why do you, why wouldn't I be able to see this person's tweets? Maybe if there's some kind of Boston activist. Oh, is that what's going on here? It could be. How dare they? How dare they? But anyway, the quote, the person that was retweeting that was the one that uh, has you blocked said, "This is what." Who's that? That's the Stan account one or whatever it was called. Oh, they yeah. said that um, that that's like what fried rice looks like that actual Chinese people eat. Oh, okay. I can maybe see. it dates from the Herald Chinese food controversy. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe that's why they have you blocked. I don't know. <clears throat> How beer goggles really work. Scientists test alcohol-induced effect that makes people find someone more attractive because their faces seem more symmetrical. Scientists have de- debunked a theory that the beard goggles effect works by people finding someone more attractive because their faces feel more authentical, symmetrical. <clears throat> I don't think, I think that that this is wrong. You look better in every way with beard goggles. Right. I mean, I think your brain's processing power has just slowed down so that, like, I mean, always you're doing a little bit of mental shorthand whenever you look at anything. Your brain is filling in some stuff mm-hmm. you know but i think when you're drinking that's like more so you know that you're like missing things and your brain just fills it in well, however it yes thinks you're also look. sedated you're also you're like whatever small feeling you had to begin with is amplified because of the booze and um yeah i mean obviously i i i think that's i don't think it's all that mysterious or a surprise, but yes, everything is improved. Everything is improved, even f- so much so more that, like, you are. I mean, everybody has had regrets with who they've hooked up with, mm-hmm. obviously, because everything, all of your senses have 
come back. Right. The next day. Also, bars happen to be dark places. Mm-hmm. And where a lot of the stuff is happening is at bars. Um, I went through my my early 20s without glasses, and I needed glasses, so all <laughs> women look beautiful to me everywhere. So, yeah, I think that's um, that's understandable why something like that would be. But it's also, like, one of the reasons why don't be a woman. Be, be a guy. This is because, you know, people like you, Alice, will drop standards, and people like me benefit from them again and again and again. That's what our society's made of. Well, I hate nostalgia cause I can't climb up that hill Without thinking your name I hate nostalgia still think about you It's been so long I'm so lame I hate nostalgia Hope you hate it too Hope you wonder What am I doing and who I'm pursuing I hope you think I lead Really exotic life The way I think about you You probably have a wife Of your job and you Go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends Out in your backyard And sometimes think about me 